This Augusta Golf Show podcast is brought to you by Audi Augusta. Online at AudiAugusta.com. Well, Rich Lerner covers the game for Golf Channel and NBC Sports. He was on the call last weekend at the TaylorMade Driving Relief event. Um, it's a pleasure to welcome Rich Lerner back to the Augusta Golf Show. How are you, Rich? I'm well, John. It's been too long. Thank you for having me on. Uh, how are you doing? You know, I'm good. I'm good. As I mentioned to you before we went on the air, it's been almost an oddly normal schedule, so I feel now abnormal because of how normal it's been. Oh, now, uh, this, oh, I wanted, I, you're the guy that I've wanted to ask this question of. Tell me what you have been binging on on television. There's no way you've watched Ozark or Tiger King. I can't see it. No. Uh, I I did get through season three of Ozark, which I didn't think was as good as the first two seasons, but that was uh, that was a while ago. Uh, what I've been doing is uh, uh, with my youngest son, who's a film buff and wants to be a screenwriter. We've been watching uh, some some great old movies. We watched uh, The Third Man with Joseph Cotton and Orson Welles. Uh, post uh, World War II, Vienna, Austria. Sure. Uh, Orson Welles in one of the great uh, turns as a villain. Uh, let's see, uh, that was a Carol Reed movie, uh, really interesting. Uh, we watched a Vertigo. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've uh, a, a whole bunch of movies. That's been kind of a fun project. Is to is to sort of go down a road I probably honestly wouldn't go down. Uh, and uh, what did I do? I, I did Peaky Blinders a couple of months ago, which I highly recommend. Mm-hmm. It's uh, 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 British gangsters yeah. uh, post uh, World War One in Birmingham, England. Uh, love it. Had he, uh, that's my uh, recommendation. Well, that, and that for me, that kind of falls right along form. What I, I figured you'd be watching some colorized World War Two footage. Did had he never seen those movies? <laughs> No, he's not uh, seen uh, Vertigo yet. And and so he has a whole long list, which I think is cool, uh, of movies that he wants to get to. And some of them are are challenging. Uh, You know, they're they're not a typical fare for, uh, uh, you know, a 22-year-old. Yeah, okay. Um, I thought last Sunday was fun. I thoroughly enjoyed last Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was nice to get some live golf. It It was kind of fun to see the guys put a bag on their shoulders like uh, they were playing college golf or junior golf. I half expected uh, someone to to stick a hand in in one of the side zippers and pull out some crumbled orange peanut butter crackers, (laughs) you know, the way we we did when we were kids. Uh, And uh, the golf was was pretty good. I mean, I think you had to expect there would be a little bit of rust. Uh, Fowler probably played the best until until he didn't, until that one shot where he sort of, I don't know, a half shank off to the right on that uh, little uh, oh, 125 yep. yard extra hole. Yep. Uh, and, um, uh, uh, you know, what was it, you know, super riveting, exciting? Uh, probably not, but but uh, no fans. And, and I think we got a sense of, you know, that, that it doesn't quite feel or sound the same, but we'll. We'll take what we can at this point and until fans are allowed back in. And I think uh, most importantly, they raise money for a good cause. Yeah. And I think the other, the other, the other great part of it was to see Seminole, uh, which most people had, had never seen. Please tell me you haven't played it. 
Well, I, I have oh, played it geez. twice. Yeah, yeah. I, play, I, I played it just before COVID, actually, with Bob Ford. And uh, it's such a great track to play. You know, it, it really sort of entices you. And, and I, I, I got off to a great start, and I thought, wow, uh, this is no problem here at Seminole. <laughs> and then it, it you know, it, it jumped up and bit me in the rear pretty quickly and uh the, the finishing stretch is phenomenal if you get you know to play it into the wind uh you know i mean uh, 17 and 18 are as as good a finishing holes i think for an amateur as as you'll, you'll ever see uh and even with with Fowler, i thought it was sort of vintage seminal you know he had 180 into the teeth of the wind into yep. into the 18th hole and uh, even uh 17 i think wolf appeared to hit a good shot and that's that's uh, a comment you'll you'll hear uh, players make at 17 amateurs and pros. I thought I hit it perfect, yep. and the wind swallows it up uh, as you're right by the Atlantic Ocean there. But the the cool thing about Seminole is just um, the lure uh, and the, the sort of there's you know, sort of quirky elements to Seminole, uh, or, you know, all the Hogan stories and the fact that it it closes at six o'clock. Although that was the first time I suppose that that anybody had been playing golf past six o'clock at, at Seminole. Uh, we, we never did get to the story as to why Seminole closes at six o'clock and always has since it opened uh, January 1st of 1930. It was founded by the financier E.F. Hutton. Mm-hmm. And uh, E.F. Hutton's uh, wife uh, was from the wealthy Post family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she said to, or so the story goes, said to E.F., go ahead, build the course, but be home by seven. They were, after all, in the gilded Palm Beach scene, and there were dinners and, and balls to attend. And so he shut it down at 6 o'clock and was home by 7. The old ad, right? Do you remember the old ad? Are you old enough to remember when E.S. Sure. Hutton talks, people, people listen? listen. When Mrs. When, Hutton talks. When, when, <laughs> go ahead, nail it, John. Go ahead. When Mrs. Hutton talks. E.F. E.F. Listens. Well, we're all in. We've yeah. we, we're all there, Rich. We've all been there. I'm sure that's why he shut it down. Um, we're talking. Yeah, listen. So, yeah. Anyway, that, it, it's a, it's a really uh, it, it's a great place, and my hats off to uh, Jimmy Dunn and uh, Tim Near and the and the membership at Seminole for you know, doing their part. And I think uh, historically, golf has has given for the greater good. If you go all the way back to Bobby Jones. Uh, playing exhibitions as a 15-year-old uh, to raise money for uh, the cause in World War One, and then uh, Byron and Ben, uh, Masters champions both uh, in World War Two, playing exhibitions. Uh, so golf, golf continues to do its part. We're talking with uh, Rich Lerner here on the Augusta Golf Show. Okay, uh, are you fired up for this Sunday? I, I wouldn't say fired up, but. I'm, I'm curious and, and interested, and I think be, it's always fun to watch Tiger and Phil, no doubt. I think it'll be good for golf in the in the sense. Uh, I'm not going to you know, suggest that it's a grow the game initiative, but anytime sure. you get two superstar athletes from another sport uh, playing golf alongside your best, or in this case, most famous, uh, I think that sends a signal that golf's a cool game. Maybe I'll try it, check it out. Uh, and I think that's the case with Peyton and, and Tom Brady playing along. Uh, I think it'd be some good banter. I think the teams are 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 such that the mix is right. Right, Phil and Brady. Yep. Right? So Brady's not quite as talkative. 
but Phil is, and and then it's Tiger and Peyton, and I think you know the, the Tiger's uh, uh, probably not as outwardly uh, goofy, talkative as Phil. He's not uh, he's not terribly quiet, uh, but but Peyton, yeah. you know, is pretty good with a jab. So I think uh, I think it'll be fun. Speaking of Tiger, um, after that event Sunday afternoon, Sunday night. Uh, on Golf Channel, you guys have a special remembering uh, the Tiger Slam. Rich, Rich, that was almost 20 years ago. Incredible. Uh. Yeah, I, I think, John, one thing that, that you begin to think about is um, how few athletes, how few entertainers are as relevant, as fascinating, uh, and, and potentially as great in year 25 of their careers as they were in year one. Right? So, you know, go back to 97. I was watching uh, Chase uh, uh, for 82 last night, and obviously uh, 97 was his first professional major. And, and, and consider for a moment uh, someone in their first professional major winning at 21, mm-hmm. out of all places, Augusta, by 12 shots. You, 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 and I. I'm, I'm going to put you in that. I'm sure you thought the same thing, John. 18 was immediately in play. Like, oh yeah. Oh sure. When, sure. when have we, and when will we ever say that again? Uh, that, 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 that of a player in their first start in a major, you're, you're absolutely certain. On made on win number one. Well, that the most hallowed record in the game is going to be challenged someday and that's that's and, how convincing okay, it was. Okay. Okay. Had 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 things been different from 2009, is there any doubt in your mind 18 would have gone down? No doubt. Yeah. Uh, what well, what was his his last uh, major came at the age of uh, before 2019 at the age of 32. Yeah. If you if you had said Back in 08, Tiger, Tiger's last, that's it. Last major comes at age 32. You said, you're crazy. There's no chance. Um, so, but things happen, yeah. right? Life happens, and, and you know, we're all tasked. To, whatever we do with taking care of not just our body, but our mind and our spirit and all of that. And, uh, but it, it uh, you know, um, so yeah, 20 years ago, um, it, for the decade, Ransom numbers for for the decade. Oh, I know where this came up. We had a graphic, or I don't know that we ran it, but but we had it and we're prepared to run it. Uh, Dustin Johnson and Rory McIlroy were tied for most wins in the last decade, 2010 through 2019, in a 10-year period, Mm -hmm. uh, with 18 wins. It's a lot. That's a Hall of Fame career in and of itself. And I thought, let me go back and see what Tiger did. Tiger won... 19 times in a three-year span, 2000, 2001, yeah. 2002. And, and for the decade, 2000 through 2009, Tiger won 56 times. You know, it, it, Rich, it's going to be exactly like when you guys did the movie on Jack and you got the Bill Belichicks of the world and the Tom Kites of the world looking at the resume yeah. going, God, that's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Yeah. You'll, you, the same thing will happen when you got the guys looking at Tiger's resume going, well, hey, hey, how, how did he do that? Right. Well, um, he was better 
physically. I mean, he I, look go back and, and look at '97 again, and just the, the hip speed yep. uh, uh, is incredible. Um, and then obviously he played as as uh, one one guy said to me one time he played the he called it small ball, you know, short game putting, best small ball that's ever been played. Uh, and you know he hit it miles, and but he had this will to win, and he had uh, a focus, and a mental focus that you just couldn't match. And uh, you know I remember Ernie El said to me an interview I did with Ernie a few years back. And it was sort of a career retrospective on a guy who, you know, I, I love Ernie and his swing and his competitiveness and he's had a great career. And we got around to the Tiger period. Remember, Ernie was ascendant uh-huh. with, with two U.S. Opens already yep. when Tiger came along. And, um, you know, sort of got to, well, how, how did you, how do you view that period? Uh, and Ernie said, you know, my father, my own father said to me, why don't you stand up to that man? And Ernie, to his own dad, said, you have no blanking idea what we are dealing with. You have no blanking idea what we are dealing with. And Ernie said it with such conviction. And so if a, if a proud competitor like Ernie is saying that as if, as if they were dealing with a force of nature like a tsunami or something that you don't understand what we're dealing with here. I can't handle this guy. And I'm, I'm one of the greatest well, golfers of, of a generation. He just wiped people out. Well, it did not have an answer for him. It's it's David has my favorite line of the last 10 years about Duvall mm-hmm. with, with the kids. Hey, I wish yeah, I would have gotten yeah. him in his prime. The hell you do. That's one of my favorite old time that, that that is a great line of it. Here's the 2000. So you go, the uh, the first of the four in a row uh, was Pebble Beach and the U.S. Open, and never in the history of our sport, you could argue that 97 Masters was close, but never in the history of our sport or potentially any sport has the gap between the best in the world and number two and everyone else been wider than it was right then and there with Tiger standing on the shores of the Monterey Peninsula and everybody else was in a rowboat somewhere near Australia. Yeah. <laughs> he won by 15. He won by 15 shots. Yeah, I know I you, you win football games by 15. You win basketball games by 15. You don't win us opens by 15 shots. And he did. And, and then he won the, the open what, what by eight at St. Andrews. And then, and then came one of my favorites because I love the playoff putt where he ran it in with the finger and mm-hmm. pointed at it and chased mm-hmm. it uh, at Valhalla. And that was uh, with, with Bob May. Uh, and then it came uh, the slam. And what, one of the things that I, I remember about the, the masters on that Sunday in 2001, uh, obviously the, the tension and the drama had been building all throughout uh, Sunday uh, Sunday morning. Uh, you know, and you get that uh, sort of mid afternoon final final game, final pairing, and you, you, you could plainly feel that that we were um, going to be witnessing history, and it was palpable on the grounds. And so everybody's waiting for Tiger, you know, to come to the back door. 
under the tree and, and out toward the, the first tee and toward the putting green. And, and lines had formed on, on two sides uh, right from the, the door of, of the clubhouse there. And um, Tita was, was up near the front on the left side. You could plainly see her. And uh, out comes Tiger. And then you would think you'd stop and say hi to your mom or give her a quick peck on the cheek and good luck. You know, if it were me, my mom would say, fix your tie, right. your, a little spot on your shirt, something, you know. And Tiger came out and didn't, not, he didn't see her, didn't acknowledge her. And I, I, I remember this vividly. His eyes were gone in the best possible way. Mm-hmm. He was already on the other side of history and, and you couldn't reach him. You know, that, that's, you, you remember, you know, how Tiger used to disappear competitively and, and uh, in, into such a, a deep focus. And he went out and, and completed the slam that day. But that, that always struck me, um, you know, Tiger could get to places that, that no one else could, could possibly imagine. Uh, and and I, I mean that, you know, in, in, not just in the sense that the, the records that he set, but, but where he was able to get to psychologically uh, to a, 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 a deeper uh, a deeper place. You know, I think it's an age thing, but I was reminded again watching The Last Dance. I think of this often, Rich. Very fortunate to have seen Tiger, LeBron, mm. Serena. Yeah. Um, mm. you, you know, it's it, it, you, you, these days with social media and everybody's on television all the time, you kind of take it for granted. But but again, watching that, watching the Jordan documentary, I've got to see Tiger. I've, I've gotten to see LeBron. I've gotten to see Serena Federer. I mean, it's yeah, it's pretty special. Do you see uh, and if so, what are they similarities between Jordan and Tiger? Oh, I, it's, it's a mirror image. It's a mirror image of that, that, that drive, that dedication, that will to win, that yeah, nothing yeah. will get mm-hmm. in their way. Nothing will get in their way. And, okay. and, it, and, it, and Jack, and it carries over to their personal life. I mean, you know, it's, he's, he's as, Michael is as shrewd and, and competitive in business as he was in sport. You know, it's just, refusal to lose. Yeah, disdain, disdain for mediocrity. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I love it. I, I, I'm so in awe of that. Um, and I can't, Rich. You've stayed longer than I asked for. You always do. I can't tell you enough how much I appreciate you taking the time to do this. It is great to catch up with you. Thanks, That's it. John. We done. We're done. Yes, we haven't even. You'll call me back. We'll do Augusta in November uh, at a at a. Yeah. At a later date. Yeah, well, (laughs) we we will do that. Rich, thank you for doing this. I deeply appreciate it. Always appreciate it, John. Thank you. Be uh, be well and uh, best to your family.